welcome to I Love This Thing So Freaking Much, a podcast about passion. My name is Sophie Katz, and today I am joined by Emma, a themed entertainment show writer and a travel fanatic. Welcome to the show, Emma. Thank you so much. <laughs> so here is how this works. Emma will have three minutes to talk about something that she loves. This can be a person, place, thing, concept, activity, anything she wants. Our only requirement is that she loves it wholeheartedly and wants to tell us why. Are you ready, Emma? Yes. All right. Got my timer. Now, what do you love so freaking much? I love travel so freaking much. Um, The first time I um, traveled outside of vacation was study abroad my freshman year of college. Um, I went to Spain because I'd been studying Spanish for a very long time and really wanted to put it to the test and learn more about the culture in person. and so I applied and went out there for three weeks and lived with a host family. Um, I got to explore a little bit around the city. I was in Cadiz, Spain. Um, gorgeous. Like right on the coast. Um, and it was my first time interacting with a uh, culture that was different from my own. I would moved around a lot in the United States, um, but I hadn't met a whole bunch of people that didn't grow up with the same um, values, the same households, the same customs as me. Um, and so it was super eye-opening to be in Spain, um, and just see the way they lived and moved. Um, I loved the way they treated time. Um, it was like slower. Everything was slower and relaxed as if they were moving through molasses and, and they had nowhere to be, um, except like there in the moment people would be on their way to work and they would stop and like, to chat with friends and just end up having coffee for hours. <laughs> you know, like, didn't you have something to do? Um, it was amazing um, just to see what life was like outside of um, the bubble that I'd been accustomed to. Uh, so like so many others, um, I was immediately addicted and, uh, and haven't stopped exploring since. Um, I've been to other parts of Europe, Um, I recently moved to Japan in the past few years, um, which was actually not, um, not something I thought I'd do. I really wanted to live abroad, but I never knew that it would be in Japan. Um, and that's opened up a whole new side of the world because, um, Asian culture is so much different from Western culture in a gazillion different aspects from individualism to uh, respect of elders and uh, gender identity. Um, And I've gotten to uh, be at the mercy of someone whose language I don't understand, which has been eye-opening and um, I feel has really like empowered growth within myself. Um, And so I wouldn't trade my experience living in Japan for the world. And on top of that, it's gotten, it's given me a hub through which I could travel to other places. I did my first solo trip to Singapore from here, um, which showed me even more what I'm capable of um, and allowed me to see even more parts of cultures because Singapore in itself is a melting pot, just like the United States. There's a gazillion different Asian cultures there. And Go ahead and finish your thought. Yeah, that was it. All right. Well, thank you for telling us about travel today. Yeah, absolutely. It went by faster than I thought it was going to. <laughs> it does. It's well part of the fun thing about talking about something you love. Time flies. <laughs> uh, so you have been to a lot of different places across Europe and across Asia. 
Uh, how do you decide where you want to go next? What's easiest and cheapest? <laughs> uh, my most recent trip was uh, Vietnam. And um, I, again, it was like not the top of my list is like, is like Greece and South America um, and like places that I've wanted to go since I was a kid. Um, but Vietnam was $2,000 and bookable that day. So I did it. Sounds like pretty spontaneous, really. Yeah. Yeah. Living in Asia has really um, allowed me to do that. And, and um, I've kind of had to get okay with it, with not planning in advance. It's really thrilling. I think it really works, especially when other people are busy and you're just on your own and you can just go and do it. Like, why not? So how much planning perhaps did you used to put into trips if you are doing less of it now? The first few times that I traveled was through study abroad. Um, and so, so I knew, I knew months in advance. I booked my tickets in advance. I was usually doing like research and classes um, and stuff like that. It's really just like, do I happen to be, be available and do I have the funds? I'll like plan some trips advance. Like I, I really wanted to go on this retreat to Bali. And so like, that's something that I would know about a couple of months ahead of time. Now, I, you know, if it, if it works, I can do it quickly. That's usually the move. Do you have a preferred mode of travel either by plane or train or boat or however you get from place to place? I loved oh, maybe, maybe car. Um, I loved planes as a kid. Having lived in Japan and had access to the Shinkansen bullet train, I love that mode of transportation because it gets you anywhere just about as fast as a plane, but you don't do it through security. Um, mm -hmm. Your ears pop a little bit going through tunnels, but it's like much easier on your immune system and doesn't dry you out being in an airplane cabin. I would say by land is probably my favorite, and I, it's a toss-up between by car or by train. Maybe train because it's more romantic. Yeah. <laughs> I do like trains. You talked about noticing differences where you traveled from your own culture. You listed off a bunch of these differences in Spain and Japan. Do you have any other memories of differences that stood out to you from other countries you've traveled to? I went to Myanmar last year. My friend was there teaching with the Peace Corps. Otherwise, again wasn't near the top of my list, but, but I had the opportunity. So I went and it was, I, I don't want to misspeak. I believe it's a third world country. And so that was just incredibly eye opening to witness a culture that, you know, they, they spend most of their time traveling via motorbike. They'll have like a family of four on like actual chairs like mm -hmm. strapped to a motorbike and and that's how they get around whole families live in one house um because like the value on family is is just that high um and it was it was kind of similar to uh vietnam where again the families live in one house uh i loved it the mom is the the matriarch of the clan and there's different ways that people come together into units as in like, you know how we like date in the United States. In Vietnam, they have matchmakers. They even have like, I believe it was called a love market. If That's you're married to somebody else, you can actually come to the, yeah, you can actually come to the love market to um, meet your true love, even if you're married to somebody else. And then every year you come back on that day just to spend time with your, your soulmate. 
Um, <laughs> and so it's, it's little things like, like that, that all add up to, um, an entirely different culture that then, you know, like contributes to your worldview and expands, um, what you know of human existence and the ways there are to live. So what is top of your list on where you want to travel next? Yeah, I've always had a fascination with Greece. I loved Greek mythology as a kid. And then those travel photos are just stunning. Like the blue and white, the coast and Mykonos. My part of my family is from there. My, my cousins are Greek. And so they've been there a bunch. I've heard so much about it. And then in addition to Greece, I would say I would love to go back to Spain. I need to see more of Spain. Somewhere in Latin America, I haven't chose, I haven't chosen like like what countries are at the top of my list? Because I I <laughs> I just want to do them all together. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I really want to use my Spanish again and and hike hike the the Incas the Inca Trail and see Machu Picchu and I think South America. If I could choose, I would go to South America next. Is there anything that you don't like about travel? And if so, how do you handle that? I, I would say like some of the process of it is tedious, especially having been through airport security as many times as I have. I just feel like when you're traveling, everything is like heightened and, and more likely to like be irritating. And so I just have to like have that in mind in advance and know that not everybody has been through airport security 20 times and they, they don't know to take off their shoes and their belt and just like be prepared for things like the gate changing and bag allowances changing or if my weight, if my bag is overweight and stuff like that. But it's really helped me to, I'm not usually like a very patient person. So that's helped me to develop my patience and, and just kind of like go with the flow more because I'm about to be in an awesome destination. I'm about to be learning more and, and doing incredible things and experiencing stuff for the first time. And so <laughs> things like airport security, and, and like passing through customs and stuff are definitely a minor hurdle compared to what's coming. It sounds like you really learned a lot from traveling in multiple ways, both from the places you've been and the process of getting there. Yes. Yeah. I, I will add to that by saying I've learned a lot about myself. I don't know if that's a cliche. I was talking about my first trip solo. I had no idea I could do that on my own. You know, it wasn't something I had... I had put myself through yet, and I, I knew I wanted to go to Singapore that weekend, but no one else was available. And so, so I, I researched it, and it was like one of the second most safe cities um, and countries for women traveling solo. And so I thought, you know what, I'll do it. This will be the one that I take on by myself. I, I learned about, we call it the, the gaijin tax. Um, gaijin means foreigner in Japan. And it's so like the tax that you pay by not knowing the language or knowing the customs. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like I paid $90 to go to the observation deck at the Marina Bay Sands only to discover it was not what I was expecting. <laughs> but I knew that I could, I could overcome that. I could tackle that. I could exist on my own and make it around the city on my own. And that was incredible. And I feel more independent and more capable because of it. So I absolutely agree. Yes, I've learned so much from each of my travels. Emma, thank you so much for telling us about something you love today. Thank you so much for having me. I've obviously really enjoyed speaking about it. And I'm so glad that uh, you and I finally got to chat. Yes, this is great. And thank you, our listeners, for tuning in today. If you would like to learn more about travel or our guest, Emma, you can find her social media information in the episode description. 
And don't forget to use the hashtag LoveThisThingCast to tell us about the things you love. I Love This Thing So Freaking Much is a production of Through the Window Media. This episode was directed by Sophie A. Katz and edited by Melissa Block. You can find us at Through the Window on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or Tumblr. That is T-H-R-O-U, The Window, at all the social media sites. Be good to yourself, be kind to each other, and you'll hear from us again soon. 